This is the KFDM Morning Podcast from the most watched news team in Southeast Texas. This morning, Beaumont police searching for a missing teenage girl. Police issued a critical missing alert for Serna Farron, a 14-year-old girl with special needs. She was last seen in the 100 block of Charlotte near Cardinal Drive in Highland about 7.20 Monday night. She's 5'1", 104 pounds. She's got brown hair and hazel eyes. Last seen wearing pink pajama pants, a white tank top, and had a blue backpack, like the backpack that you see in the picture there. If you see her, you are asked to call Beaumont Police right away. You can also share this story on KFDM.com and our social media pages. Beaumont Police reaching out to the community in hopes of finding a Westbrook High School student who's been missing for nearly a week. According to BPD, 16-year-old Donovan Hall, last seen last Tuesday, November the 28th, near Highway 105 and Major Drive. He was wearing all black clothing with white and black van shoes. His mother tells us he had a mental health crisis. If you know someone who fits his description or if you know where he might be, reach out to Beaumont Police at 409-832-1234. A bullet whizzing by a little girl's face, missing her mother, but striking the driver turned a planned Christmas shopping trip into a near brush with death. The suspect accused of that road rage shooting is in jail in Hardin County on charges of aggravated assault and deadly conduct. His bond nearly a half million dollars. 52-year-old Thomas Wolcott fled the scene but was caught at a home <coughs> near Coons. Just seconds before the shooting, two vehicles involved heading south on Highway 69, captured on video from a nearby business. The red Nissan Versa driven by Walcott, the tan pickup truck driven by 26-year-old Stephen Parr of Silsby. His girlfriend and her daughter were inside. They were heading to Beaumont to buy Christmas gifts. The child's dad, Silsby firefighter Brett Davis, telling KFDM his ex-wife said Walcott was coming up fast and racing toward the pickup. Parr tried to move to the right-hand lane to avoid him, but Walcott struck the rear of the pickup, his bumper falling off, and that's when he fired one shot through the passenger side window. The bullet missed the little girl's face by only a few in inches, striking Parr in the neck and coming out the other side near his ear. Walcott speeding away on Cooks Lake Road. Davis says Parr's injuries are extremely serious. Morning Show's Patrina Adger joins us in the studio with uh, what Farr's mother is saying about the incident this morning. Dana Macy, Parr's mother says she's praying for her son's recovery. <clears throat> the little girl has marks on her back from either glass or shrapnel. Maya Caleb reports on the frightening encounter on a busy highway. Surveillance footage we obtained from Big Fish AC and Heating shows the vehicles of the shooter and the victim just moments before the gun was fired. The guy that they were trying to dodge that was traveling at a high rate of speed, uh, he ended up getting next to him. That's when he fired the gunshot. Brett Davis's three-year-old daughter and ex-wife were in the vehicle along with the victim, Stephen Parr. The, the bullet came anywhere from three to four inches away from uh, my daughter's face as it traveled through the glass. Davis recounts the thoughts that raced through his mind after his daughter's mother called. If the kids were okay, I didn't know how many kids were in the truck. Uh, if all three of them were in the truck, if she was okay. Only one of Davis's three kids were in the vehicle. I know this, uh, being with the Silsby Fire Department, we get calls uh, kind of similar to this as far as accidents, stuff like that all the time. All three uh, being, you know, juveniles and uh, just at a very young age, somebody would have gotten hurt. Davis co-parents with his children's mother. 
He said the incident has brought his family even closer. This has definitely opened up my eyes. They will get a phone call every night um, if I don't go see them every night. Because like I said, to begin with, inches away from my three-year-old not being here. Investigators were able to track down 52-year-old Thomas Wolcott of Coons and charge him with two counts of deadly conduct and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And that's Maya Caleb reporting. The Hardin County Sheriff's Office is asking anyone who may have seen the road rage incident to contact investigators at 409-246-3441. Very scary situation for yeah, all of us. Yeah, no absolutely. doubt. Very alarming yeah. situation yeah. for all of us. Very startling. Sure. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Petrina. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, KFDM is learning new information about a Viter police investigation in Orange County Precinct 4 Constable Matt Ortigo. On Sunday, November 26th, police mm -hmm. received a call from Ortigo's ex-wife saying their daughter had called her crying, saying he threatened to shoot her and other kids at his home. Viter Police Chief Rod Carroll says Ortigo threatened suicide. And the constable's attorney, Corey Crenshaw, says his client, quote, would never harm his daughter and never threatened any children. Crenshaw says Ortigo is undergoing mental health care. Police chief says he expects to file a case this week with the district attorney's office. They'll review the case and the DA will determine whether to file charges or not to file charges. Grieving families from across Southeast Texas gathered Monday night to honor loved ones lost to crime. Participants in the 21st annual Tree of Angels ceremony hung ornaments on a Christmas tree in the Jefferson County Courthouse lobby, remembering the victims of crime. Many families used ornaments from past years while others made new ones. They were able to speak about their loved ones or the event before the lighting of the tree. Jefferson County Crime Victims Coalition says it wants grieving families to know they're not alone. People say that it is a lot of times the start of their holiday season to be able to come here and do something like this. I just hope they're able to not only see that um, there are agencies and people in the community that care about them and what they're going through, but also that there's other people that have gone through similar things. Coalition says some families have been coming to this event for more than 21 years. And now your daily forecast from the KFDM Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas from the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Here's a look at your forecast. It is Tuesday. December the 5th, 2023. Beautiful day yesterday with high temperatures topping out into the lower 70s. And we're going to be very close to that again today, even though we are seeing a cooler start in the lakes, several spots dropping into the 30s this morning. And again, in the triangle, we're looking for temperatures in the lower to middle 40s. As we work our way through the day today, I think we're going to see a mixture of sun and clouds across the area. And with a light north-northwesterly wind, we should have no problems with temperatures bumping back up into the upper 60s to lower 70s across southeast Texas. So really, again, a very nice day. Heading into the overnight hours tonight, we're going to see generally clear skies, and what that means for us is temperatures will cool off. We'll be looking for lower to middle 40s in the triangle, and the middle to upper 30s up into the lakes once again across southeast Texas. For Wednesday, partly cloudy skies, temperatures a little bit cooler. We'll see highs into the lower and middle 60s with a northeasterly wind that should help to hold our temperatures back just a little bit. Then as we head towards the second half of the week, we'll start seeing a return of moisture coming off the Gulf of Mexico as our winds turn around to the southeast. That southeast wind is going to bring back the cloud cover, certainly during the overnight hours and through the afternoon. We'll go partly cloudy skies on Thursday and mostly cloudy skies for Friday. Temperatures on Thursday into the upper 60s and on Friday with that south wind staying a bit stronger, gusting up uh, over 20 miles an hour for sure. We'll be looking at temperatures topping out in the lower 70s on Friday. 
Big stories we head throughout the week will be a strong cold front moving through the midsection of the country, and that will push into southeast Texas during the late afternoon and evening hours on Saturday. Uh, what we'll look for is a plenty of cloud cover to start the weekend. We'll see a few very isolated showers early in the morning, maybe about a 20% coverage worth. But by the afternoon and into the evening, we'll see scattered showers and thunderstorms. Going to go with the 70% coverage. Some of those storms could be on the strong side. Not looking for a lot of rain out of the system as it will move through pretty quickly. But we could see, again, some gusty winds as that front does move through. Once the front clears on Saturday night, we'll look for sunny skies to wrap up your weekend. Highs on Sunday are expected to be in the 50s and in the low 60s on Monday. But again, a couple of very cold mornings, 30s and 40s expected across southeast Texas as we wrap up the weekend and head into early next week. The allergens have picked back up again this morning. Weed pollen, grass pollen, and mold spores are all moderate. We have a high tide coming up at 9.59 this morning and again at 10.49 this this evening, our sunrise today, 6.57 a.m., and our sunset at 5.16. Don't forget, you can get your forecast anytime online at kfdm.com. You can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and X. And don't forget to download our free weather app. It's available on your iOS and Android devices. From the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Have a great day. Thanks for listening, and join us again tomorrow for the KFDM News Podcast.